Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning. We're off and running. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been the host of the show for 28 years. This is my last broadcast as a regular weekly radio host. It's a bit of an adjustment to me and my gratitude to you. Uh, frankly, I- I've looked forward to these Saturdays for so very long, uh, deeply because, uh, you know, if you can imagine a, a child or a grandchild running up and saying, daddy or grandpa, that's kind of how I look at the listeners of KMOX because uh, every time I get a chance to talk to somebody or help somebody or share some knowledge or just move them down the road just a little bit toward whatever their solution is uh, makes me feel good. And, and the whole kind of pay it forward thing is just fully um, fulfilled here on KMOX. I really enjoy um just uh, the grace, the generosity, um, the kindness of the X listeners, and frankly, the intelligence. Um, I mean, I can tell a regular radio listener because their question is, you know, down to the eighth level of answer. You know, it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm past general information. I'm past, you know, what your issue, you know, we're, we're getting right down to the nitty gritty. And it's, uh, it, it's really um, gratifying to be able to help people. And uh, anyway, I, I enjoy that ver- so very much. So let's get going here. We've got phone lines open, all of them open for you, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. I am truly at your service today. I look forward to it, and I uh, really like my radio here. Uh, it's, it's a fun place to be, and thank you for allowing me to uh, host your show as uh, Mike Miller uh uh, says, and I'll I'll tell you some of the stories throughout uh, how I came to be here and things like that as we go throughout the two hours. Right now, let's go to the phone lines and talk to my friend Jim. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Welcome to KMOX. Good morning, Mike. I just want to thank you for the help you have given me through the years. I hope you have a very healthy, long, enjoyable retirement. God bless you, man, and thank you. Oh, thank you, Jim, so much. Thanks for being part of the family, and uh, thanks for being so gracious. Yeah, you've been very, you've been very helpful through the years for millions of people. Thank you again, sir, and you take care. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Jim. Blessings. Thank you. Bye. Well, happy New Year. I mean, off and running. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, voicing that, and uh, and that was one of my biggest concerns. Was you know, when I first uh, was uh, asked to do this show, I thought, how can one person know all those answers? It's just not possible. And then all the levels of answers. You know, I get an electrical question and I answer it at the level of a, you know, maybe an experienced do-it-yourself or, you know, a tradesman that's not an electrician. Or then you've got the electrician. Then you've got the master electrician journeyman. Then you get on down to an electrical engineer. And we're in the town that had, uh, you know, had McDonnell, Douglas and Boeing, and you know, so... Holy smokes, we have one savvy listening audience, but electrical, excuse me, electrical is perfect example of that. And then to the plumbing, you know, some of the things that I've learned over the years in my real life as uh, Mosby Building Arts, uh, that's our family business and we're in our 77th year and kind of excited about that as well. And and frankly, it's a you know, both responsibilities are helping the public to move forward with their goals. Um, 
and and it's a uh, anyway it's a great thing to to feel uh, good about uh, so anyway 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 let's get to Mary Beth and see what's happening good morning Mary Beth how can I help hi um thank you for taking my call i have blinds inside my patio door do you know what i'm talking about yes they're in in the middle of the two pieces of glass anyway yeah. They stick together sometimes, the blind part. Yeah. Uh, are these Pella windows? Um, I'm not or sure. Door. Uh, it, how old is the door, roughly? Five years old. Ooh, it could be several things. Um, uh, golly. Now, were the blinds added to the door itself? Uh, or No, did they it come came built? installed in the door. And where did glass. you buy Do you remember where you bought that door? Um, no, they, um, it came with the house. Okay. Okay. Well, it's kind of like Ford, Chevy, Chrysler. I'm trying to figure out which brand to know better how to answer this. Either way, um, uh, they just stick together sometimes and then sometimes they come apart again, but I was just wondering. It does one of those panes of glass remove with some little clips where you can get into it or is it sealed in between the glass? No, it's sealed. Okay, that is a unit then. They're um, typically on doors, um, uh, a light, L-I-T-E, or a glass uh, window inside of a door um, sandwiches in with two pieces of trim. So you cut a hole in the door, literally the size of that opening, and then you put this thing in, which has those movable blinds in it. And then you put in, you screw another piece of trim from the other side, and it sandwiches itself to that door. That whole glass light unit or window unit uh, probably needs to be or would best to be replaced because uh, the only way to get that apart is really break the glass and it's kind of a it's a it's a good way to get those blinds it's an inexpensive way to get those blinds but the reason it's inexpensive is you can't really fix them you just have to throw it out and fix and start <laughs> over again <laughs> so is it the moisture that makes it stick together uh, yeah, it, it does because, you know, you're kind of in sealed glass, but it's not that between the glass blind is not as sealed as insulated glass. It's just a double pane glass. Mm-hmm. So it, it it doesn't have all the efficiency and sealed uh, seals that, um, you know, really... Uh, protect the dust so it it's subject i'm sure it's humidity that gets in there from the st louis area and then it softens the finish or some of the fabric on the blind and then they start sticking to each other and then the dust starts sticking to that and off you go so it's it's uh uh pella windows has one they were the first pay, pay, the the corporate name for Pella Windows is Roll Screen Company because they used to have screens that would roll up and down in front of auto radiators onto windows, and they came into this blinds between the glass, and uh, the theirs is uh, what's called DGP double glaze panel where that piece of glass comes off and then you can change the blinds clean the blinds adjust the cords do whatever you need to do and then you mm. have to be very careful about getting it clean and dry, but those windows do. Uh, allow air to move in and out of that thing. So that's why it has so many questions about the Pella. Well, I can't, from looking at mine, I can't, I don't know, I don't understand how it works. So. Yeah, well, I don't does know it have a little knob on it, it where you turn? Does it have a little knob that you turn or something? You push it up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah I know the, the one you're talking. Yeah. 
Um, those, uh, if you can figure out what that brand is or find somebody to replace that, um, it, the whole unit, your door stays in, the frame stays in, your handle hardware set stays in. They basically, if you look around the perimeter on those on either, usually the inside of that door, you'll see these little uh, nubs that are removable that expose a Phillips screwdriver. Um, okay. But I, I don't advise you to do that because you, you know, it's all caulked in, so you have to put a, buy a new unit, be ready to put it into that opening, and then it's worth pulling it apart. Okay. Yeah, I Sounds think it's like a in, big I, deal. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a little deal to a window repair guy, but finding the right window be, uh, repair guy nowadays is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just is. <laughs> Ten years ago, we, we were lining up to help fix your window. Now, with all those guys retired or, you know, went on to something yeah. else, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Take care. Thanks, Mary Beth. Okay. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, CamoX 436-7900, My name is Scott Mosby. I'm in my last lap. Two-hour show today. We go up until 1 o'clock today. Stay tuned on CamoX. More things happening. It has been and is my honor right now to to serve you, help you, um, and, and really... Um, um, I guess uh, be in this together with you as a KMOX uh, listener myself and part of the audience. Uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Bring, bring your questions in. Let's get going. This is Scott Mosby. I'll be right back here on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Wow, I've heard that uh, opening bumper uh, for many, many years here. Uh, uh, little things that I'm enjoying today a little more than most. Uh, let's see how much I can help Ann. Hey, Ann, good morning. Welcome to KMOX, and how can I help you today? Good morning. I have a question about my concrete front porch. It is spalling. It has a top coat on it that's lighter than the concrete itself. And some of the places are as big as the palm of my hand. What are my options? Do I have to remove all of that top coating and then have someone redo the whole thing? Uh, yes, or remove the entire concrete slab. Um, a skim coating, putting a thin coat of concrete, uh, works in warm climates. But for us, uh, any skim coat, uh, allow, the water gets in underneath it. And especially this time of year, this morning it was 30 degrees, so it was below freezing. You know, that moisture uh, freezes, expands, and it, it literally pops or pushes that skim coat off, which is why you're missing some of the pieces. Uh, and the, the issue is the bond between the way that the old and the new concrete stick together or don't stick together, that's the Achilles heel, the weak link of all of that. So it can look really good. There are, you know, Pebble Tech coatings that go on that. There are acrylic coatings that go on that. Uh, there's ceramic tile. You can, none of that stuff uh, works for more than a few years because of the freeze-thaw and water that we have in St. Louis. So sooner okay. or later, you're going to replace that concrete slab. It's a 24-foot-long front porch. That's going to be expensive. Ouch, I hear you. Yes. Um, uh, is it covered? Do you have a roof over that? Yes, I do. 
uh, it'll last a little bit longer, and that's probably why somebody skimmed it. Uh, was that skim coat kind of decorative? Was it a color or pattern or something? They put a decorative coat on it, and then yeah. within the first year, the slab uh, cracked. So they came back out, fixed the crack, and put another coat on top of that. But this one was just plain. So it's the, the coating now is twice as thick. Well, that you can do this again, um, and you'll have the exact same results. So you, you really, you're buying time. So either you recode it and patch it, which is little money, not much time that it lasts, or you wind up uh, having all of that jackhammered up, and then you can put an epoxy surface on there, which is still another coating that goes on that, you know, uh, you know like a garage floor coating that is kind of a polyurethane, or there are all kinds of high-tech coatings. Long and the short of it is the water and the freeze thaw just tear it up in, you know, three to six years, depending. Okay. Or, or, or you replace that slab, which I know sounds like overkill for just the surface, but, you know, after enough years of pain, sooner or later you pop for the new slab. Okay. Thank you so much, and um, happy retirement. It's not going to be the same on Saturdays without you. Well, thank you, Ann. Not without you either. I, I'm, I'm wondering how my days will go without uh, people thanking me for, for helping them. That's a, that's a great feeling for a human. I, I enjoy it a lot. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, bye, Ann. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX, and uh, gracious, uh, intelligent, and uh, so very loyal listening audience here. And let's uh, talk with Gary and see what's cooking there. Hey, Gary, good morning, my friend. How can I help, sir? Well, thank you for your many years, and good luck on your next step here. Uh, I have a 20-year-old home, multiple bathrooms. Only one shower has the problem. It's an interactive unit, kind of a total wall unit. I've, mm-hmm. I've done the simple things like cha- change the thermostat out, the, the hoses, the heads. I still have no restriction and very little, so it's got to come out. I just wondered what is your best uh, solution for that. I, I do have extra tile, thankfully, to replace the hole in the wall. Gary, what brand is this thing? Do you know? It was Interactive was the brand name. and it, it was, But I got no flow now, and I can't control the thermostat, and so I just need to rip it out and do something that works. I, I think you're kind of there, frankly, because these um, – um, basically, it's a computer. Um, the lifespan of a – you know, although it'll run for 10 years, it starts getting finicky after five. You know, it's kind of like me and my attitude. You know, it's like, oh, I sit in the same place looking at the same thing for five years. I get kind of finicky myself. The point being that that is really a computer, um, and it guides – but I, I will say uh, in all of those units, they're usually integral stops, meaning a screw slot in there that shuts off the hot and the cold. And at those stops, that is the tightest restriction uh, so you can shut those things off or a plumber can shut those off and you can pull this thing all apart. So uh, check out those stops because you may need to rebuild just those pieces. In other words, your your uh, valve and everything could possibly still be working but you just have you know uh, a little piece of grit or something that's you know building up at that one stop are you familiar with any of those screw slot usually just a slotted screw well we had a plumber there who tried to take it apart and actually put a new thermostat in it and he couldn't get it to work so he's a pretty good plumber so yeah, there you go. I mean, when you get up the food chain, you have a pretty savvy guy that can't make this thing work. It, it's kind of like design obsolescence. Those things are phenomenal when they work. 
Um, but you know, their, their lifespan is not the same as just a good old on off switch, you know, it, so, uh, I think you're ready for a new, uh, valve and operator somehow. And the new ones are better than the old ones because it's just like computers and all the valves and pieces about the time you bought that thing 20 years ago, that was really early high tech stuff. So do you have a particular brand of, of valves that you prefer? Uh, I, I like the brand names mostly because then they have interactive's not a bad one. I like Kohler a little bit better. They've gone really deep into these things. They get pretty pricey, but they also supply the parts and the service and they train their plumber. So basically you're buying into a brand of whether they're going to support you in the future. And that's why I like the Kohler line a little bit, you know, an American standard is the same. They don't have quite the same, um, top line uh, but most of them have a pretty performance end because you and i seem to be spending more on our shower valves than, than we ever did 30 years ago you know okay well hey thank you for the uh, kind information and your time appreciate it thank you good luck gary and uh, don't be afraid of a new valve with all the high-tech features just get somebody that's going to support you in that relationship all right thanks Bye-bye. all right bye now Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. I'm going to give you a little bit of a Scott story here, or as we call it in the office, I'm going to Scott this up a little bit, which means hang on to your hat, here we go. Now, I promise it won't be that long, though. But So years ago, um, somebody was calling. I, I would recurringly get this question of, I have a stinky smell in my laundry room and I can't find it. I scrub the, the floor drain. I scrub the sink. I scrub the toilet. You know, I wash out the washer, whatever it is, can't find it. Usually it's related to a broken pipe, either rusted in the wall or if it's PVC. And, it, and this is not as uncommon as you think where the PVC pipes separate or, or open up and you get those, those uh, sewer gas smells in to a room. And I'm, and I'm telling them all these about, you know, a smoke charge. You can put a smoke charge in it and you'll see smoke coming out of your walls. And a plumber called, and he and this goes back. I, it has to be twenty years. And he sc- said, "Scott, you know, um, it, I hear what you say. That works, and it's it's very common in big sewer municipal drainage systems to use those smoke things to see where it's going." He said, "In a house, just go to the grocery store and go to the uh, the extract department, the baking department, and buy a bottle or two of peppermint extract for a dollar or two dollars. Just get the cheap stuff. You just want that pungent." peppermint smell he said dump that down your toilet flush it down the toilet or dump it down the sink run it in the sink he said as soon as you get that smell into the pipe if your sewer system is still in good shape and needs no attention and your pipes are are solid you will not smell peppermint but if you smell peppermint more than just from when you opened the cap and dumped it in he says that's when you know you've got a breach in one of those usually the uh, drain stack usually in the wall uh, you know usually about chest high and he said but so you don't need to you know light matches or do smoke tests or whatever just peppermint extract so that's one of the things I get to leave you with uh, one of the most gratifying things of doing the Camwix home improvement show is sharing the knowledge of the various parts of our listening community from our professionals I know there's so many contractors driving around on Saturday morning you know looking at work uh, checking out projects you know bid jobs, um, getting materials, all those things. You know, I I am one of those contractors. I know what that life's like. 
they t- tend to listen in just to see how well I do. Well, you know, then they get hooked on the show and then they be- become one of the real listeners and they'll call in and say, hey, Scott, good question. I like what you did. You know, here's another way that you... So anyway, that was one of the uh, really things. So uh, that, although it's been quite some time, whoever the plumber is out there that uh, helped me along and helped all of our listeners here, thank you so very much. Scott Mosby, I'm going to take a short pause for now and come right back for more after this on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Hey, folks, hope you had good holidays, and we're sneaking into the New Year's. Uh, gosh, just right around the corner. Watch the ball drop. Uh, you know, generally, I see that in recorded form. I am seldom up that late anytime, unless I'm in a really different time zone Generally, I'm in the bag uh, much earlier than, uh, you know, I, I, whatever time the light. I get up with a light and I almost go to sleep with a light. Uh, maybe that's why it's time to uh, retire from CAMWAX. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. My name is Scott Mosby. Been around here for about 28 years. Next week, you will hear Rich Orris. Rich Orris, an old and dear friend of mine, someone that I work with at Mosby Building Arts. He's been on radio for eight years, KFTK, uh, and he's coming over here next week. You've ha- you've heard him when I was traveling and out and about and going to school and teaching school and all the various parts of my career that I'm still involved with. Uh, so my thanks to Rich Orris. It's a really easy seat to to move over and give to Rich because of his experience, his knowledge, his caring. Um, and, and frankly, uh, if, if you're looking for somebody to help you pretty much on any level, uh, Rich Orris is that guy. That's just how he's made and and uh, really why he's on the radio. He just he, he just loves helping people. Uh, 314-436-7900. Let's go and talk with my friend Charles. Hey, Charles, good morning. Welcome to KMWX, my friend. Hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I recently bought a uh, desk thing that I'm, I'm putting a new birch block, a butcher block top on. Okay. And I want to make sure it's you know safe for many years. But um, I've read about different finishes that I can put on there. I don't want to change the color. It's very light color right now. Uh, tongue oil kind of changes it to yellowish, and uh, I've read that uh, poly uh, will make it turn amber. Is there something you can suggest that would keep that light color uh, and preserve it, or can I just leave it raw? Uh, sandpaper. Um, you will stain that wood with whatever goes on the countertop, uh, you know, grape juice, orange juice, uh, chicken, meat, uh, oil, uh, margarine, uh, any, everything and anything will soak into that um, butcher block top. And, and they're beautiful, um, but it's like a wood floor. You'd better choose what color um, contaminant you put on that wood uh, because that way you can get it all one color. And the way to clean that countertop is pretty much boiling water and soap and wash, scrubbing it clean and disinfecting it. But it's an open, porous piece of wood. And the re- you can do the tongue oil. All those are choices that you put in first, which then means whatever stain, your grape juice, your wine, whatever stays on the top. So when you do apply soap and water and scrub it, 
it does come clean. Otherwise, that um, stain will go right into your raw wood, and it'll be so deep and so endemic with the wood, you'll you'll almost have impossible time getting it out unless you deep bleach it or steam it. The fortunate thing is this is not going to be in a kitchen. This is a, an office desktop. Okay, so, okay. Uh, well, I... I'll warn you, even your forearms leaning on the edge of a desk like that will leave oils that will change that color in about two years. So beware. Okay. So yeah. Pick, nothing, pick your poison. Keep it the bright light color that it is right now. No finish. Uh, that, yeah, that well, that would be like a light, clear urethane. The problem is even those, I mean, you just take your finger and you lick it and you put it down, and that's what a clear coat finish will do to the color it brings out. You know, it, on a lot of those butcher brocks, that maple, it'll bring out the red part and the white will remain white. So uh, it, it's it's really a choice of which finish you put on there. Um, you know, teak oil, tongue oil, all those various things um, soak in and keep the stains at the top. But you can't really stop the color changing intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> How's that plan? I'm, 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 I'm bringing everybody joy today here. I'm, one of these days I'm going to get somebody just heave me right out the window. The heave hole, pal, you're gone. Maybe that's what's well, going on. Maybe I. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this project in retirement. So that's some of the things you got to look forward to. Well, thank you. I am looking forward to some of those. I've got a long list of honeydews and, you know, gosh, my list of honeydews is probably 50, 60 long. And you know, my wife's is in addition to that. So I guess I, I may need, I may need to call Rich Orris and find out how to do some of this stuff. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Charles. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Home Improvement, KMOX, uh, Scott Mosby at the helm, uh, cruising down the Mississippi, Mississippi the last time. I've got Bosco, my pet gerbil, in the back here. One of my tales I've told over the years, uh, he's on the treadmill pumping out 50,000 watts with just a little help from Ameren. Uh, let's talk with Dan. Dan, good morning. How can I help you today on this fine KMOX radio? Yeah, first of all, uh, congratulations and blessings on your approaching retirement. Thank you. Uh, that'll give you more time to golf. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, brother. My golf name need my golf game needs some help, so uh, I'll polish it up a little bit. And anyway, maybe not today. Although today's a pretty nice day. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was getting ready to golf at uh, Acorns in Waterloo, and you and your wife walked in to play uh, eighteen holes. So I got to meet you then. At that time, I live in. Belleville, and my problem is I need to have some grab bars installed into our uh, fiberglass uh, walk-in shower. Okay. And I'm wondering um, what kind of problems I can't do it. I'm going to have to have someone do it. Do you get a contractor? Do you get a plumber? Uh, I know there's all kinds of problems of finding studs and yeah. not knowing what's behind the fiberglass and yeah um you're looking for a pretty smart carpenter frankly uh plumbers sometimes do this they're they're pretty savvy they're um it's a little bit out of their bailiwick but they get called a lot so a lot of plumbers are pretty good at this there are special anchors 
Uh, affixing to the fiberglass is easy. The problem is the fiberglass f- is flexible and it's not 100% bonded to the studs behind as you well can grasp, grasp there. Um, so uh, what I would suggest, and this is where you need somebody really good, um, is is there is a an anchor that can go in and then there's injection spray foam. It's like minimal in- expansion spray foam, but basically you can solidify the flex between the fiberglass and the framing unless they can happen to get um, the screw that fastens to the stud itself and actually um, uh, solidify between the flexible fiberglass and and usually it's an inch inch and a half to the stud something like that Um, Hmm. it's a handful there's there's no good answer typically cut a little hole foam it up or reinforce see what you're up against and screw the fiberglass to the framing if you can and then affix the grab bar to the fiberglass uh, solidly so it's it's a it's a big deal and takes a smart bird so you think a carpenter uh, is the better choice than a plumber or well, the right plumber has probably puts in more of these than carpenters do. So uh, um, I, I, if you have whoever you have the relationship, whoever you trust, that's the place to start. So if you know a carpenter or a handyman or somebody in the neighborhood that you know does work like this, start with them. Plumber, you have a good plumber. Those guys are golden. You know, take good care of them. And uh, I'd start with them if you have that relationship or, or if you have a contractor or carpenter, that, that's the place. So whoever you know that you trust that because the the trustworthy ones, if they don't know what they're doing, they'll say, no, I don't know what I'm doing. Call, you know, well, help me. Do you have somebody I can call? And they generally have to have a name for you. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thought about, I know there's a suction cup grab bars. If I, I just don't think those will hold myself. They, but. Yeah, they don't, don't bother. Uh, the fiberglass, uh, surface oxidizes the clear coat on that fiberglass and even on the acrylics oxidize and it gets porous so your suction cup if it sticks it will stick maybe sometimes for half an hour or an hour and certainly will not uh, be solid enough to protect you from a fall or solidify your your stance if you're picking up one foot and you know washing the bottom of your foot or something like that so mm-hmm. um, yeah don't those suction cup things are are not uh, recommended by me at all. <laughs> okay, good, good, uh, good advice. All right. Sorry, I couldn't thank be more help. Much. But what's that? Uh, thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Dan. Take care, sir. Yep. Bye. Bye. There you go. And grab bars, uh, all that. I mean, those things are very important. And, you know, I mean, I'm 70 years old. So part of my life has been on accessible construction for installing things like this. Uh, We tend to do it on a full bathroom. We don't yet uh, have a a service for putting in grab bars and and things like that because of the varied numbers of um, uh, substrates you can, I mean, you have to pretty much drive drive the hardware store over there to be prepared to do it in one trip or you wind up with multiple trips so that's why there aren't a whole lot of folks that specialize in this um anyway uh 314 uh, let's see what's happening with my friend craig hey craig good morning welcome to camelx how can i help sir 
Yeah, yeah. Good morning, uh, Scott, and thank you uh, so much for your 28 years of service. You've done a wonderful job and always give solid advice. So I'm thank very you. thankful. Yes, sir. Uh, my question, Scott, is I've got I live in a condo, second level, mm-hmm. and uh, there's um, a little uh, a balcony, and it's uh, got wood flooring. Looks like it's raw wood. Uh, doesn't look like it's been stained. It's probably uh, the original, and it's you know going on 50 years. So. Um, my, I guess it's, it looks solid, but mm-hmm. in addition to that, uh, I'd like to see about getting some of the stains that have uh, happened on the, um, you know, the wood over the years. So, um, like I say, I think I'm dealing with raw wood, but yeah. you know, if I can clean it up a little, why that would help. Well, if it's solid after even 20 years, you have treated lumber on there and that's the good news. Um, and so it, it just needs a, a good scrubbing. And there is, although it might be a little tough to find right now, there's a deck stripper and deck cleaner available at the hardware store in big boxes. And it, it typically is good for removing those stains. And you kind of work like a five by five foot area and then scrub it and rinse it and then move over and do the next one. But that'll do a pretty good job of it. And it, so I think generically what you're trying to service is take good care of treated lumber, which is right. usually a, a treated yellow pine, and it, it won't rot, but it it can get pretty ugly over time. Right, right. That's exactly what it is. Uh, okay, so you I wouldn't recommend, uh, you know, having somebody come out and do that. Just basically get on and get a brush and then some of this uh, cleaner and stripper and then just go to it. Yeah, I mean somebody could else somebody else can do it, but it's uh, you know by the time you get a power wash, ideally it's a power washer. But you know some of those guys with power washers can blow that wood apart, literally destroy it with thirty five hundred psi. So again, it, you know if if it's a big uh, porch, then you know yeah that'd be a pro and a power wash. But if it's you know five by five, five by eight, you know. Uh-huh. It, Either you do it or, you know, get a handyman. And some of those condo guys have, you know, maintenance men that will do this on the side. I see. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you so much and best wishes in retirement to you. Thank you, Craig. Blessings to you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Scott Mosby, take a short pause here for Uncle Sam and FD and the FCC, Federal Communications Commission. And we'll be right back for more after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Ho, 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 holy smokes, we got past Christmas. Now we're rolling up to New Year's. I wish you all a very happy New Year's in 2024. Uh, From Scott Mosby, Mosby Building Arts, the Mosby family. Uh, When I say the Mosby family, I mean all the people that I work with, all of the trade partners that uh, support us, that uh, we we help and and they help us, uh, the design community, all the architects at Mosby, uh, and and the partners and the clients. I mean, the, the further down this career path I get, the more I realize we're all looking for the same thing. We're trying to create a very high quality, a long lasting project for a homeowner that's trying to enhance their lives. Our people I work with are trying to support their families. And uh, frankly, all of us are kind of in this together. And that's kind of how I feel about X and being on the air like this. Uh, so let's uh, get on the air and talk to somebody I like and let's see what's happening with Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Welcome to X. How can I help, sir? Good morning. I just want to say how much I've enjoyed you over the years and the best of luck in your retirement. Um, Thank you. I have a question for you today regarding a kitchen table. Uh, 
after putting some hot stuff on it, which we didn't think was that hot, you know, like just like the plate itself or a bowl, you know what I mean? Not the actual like hot pot off the stove. Uh, yeah. By putting it on the table, it, it created like a white spot on the table. What can I do? Should I put stain on that? Should I, what can I put on that to kind of restore it to what matches the rest of the table, those spots? Uh, two choices, uh, Tom, and you're not alone, Tom. Uh, if if you use something like a pledge or a furniture cleaner, anything that has wax, that's exactly what happens to wax. So you may be fogging and damaging a wax coating that needs to be stripped off of that finish for your wood. Uh, is it a wood table then? So it's a wood table, and I was thinking, should I use, like, the finest the grit uh, sandpaper, sand it, and then hit it with a little stain and put some kind of a, a finish on top of that then? No, I'd, I'd get at it with something like a, uh, you know, just a uh, isopropyl alcohol, something that probably wouldn't hurt the finish, but it would remove the wax. So I'd rub out places. If you start sanding it, see, my, my premise is your finish may be just fine. And the wax on top of that finish may have fogged on you. So you just need to clean the wax off. Kind of like uh, after waxing your car so many times, sometimes you just really have to wash the wax off so you can get a good bed of wax on that coating. The finish is fine. So I, my my theory is that you're fogging some cleaning product that has built up over time on that on that table. You follow what I mean? So sanding it off, uh, you're going to destroy the finish. Uh, I'm looking for a solvent that will melt away that wax, that furniture Uh. wax first. Try that first because it's the least invasive. Um, But I would use like um, an isopropyl alcohol, something you have around the house that really isn't all that caustic. But that's where I would start is, and if you can rub that white part off, then you know, oh yeah, I'm dealing with wax. And then you just wipe that ring off in that area and then find out what what cleaning sure. pro- product or wax has been being applied you can put that back on and but the what problem would be your is plan b if it doesn't work uh plan b if that doesn't work then you have fogged and damaged the finish and now you're down to the sandpaper where you're going with you know so <laughs> okay you were on the, it, it, you know then you're pulling that plan off b if i have to sandpaper it and then stain it what what finish would you suggest putting back on top of it? Because I don't want to do like a polyurethane to make it real shiny, more of a satin finish. Well, there is first off, I would recommend a polyurethane, and second off, there are matte and satin finish urethanes. Uh, so beware, uh, you can you can achieve that non shiny finish if you really go looking for it. Uh, so they're available out there. They may not be available at the hardware stores and home centers. You may need to find them at a paint store. But polyurethane would be what you would recommend? If it yeah, came urethane, to yes, yes. And just All try right. and get it as mad as you can because the, the issue is there. It sands easily. It finishes up. It cleans up easily. It's hard when it's good. Uh, it does resist this fogging that you're describing a little bit. So give that a try. Fantastic. And, again, I hope you uh, enjoy your retirement and take it easy a little bit. I know you won't, but hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Right, right back at you, Bye. sir. Right. Bye now. Well, let's see what's happening here. Who's been waiting? Uh, how about Joyce? Hey, Joyce, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you this fine morning? Yeah, I want to put uh, a tile on my concrete porch and walkway yeah. outside. What would yeah. you recommend? And then what's uh, the best time to do it? Uh, best time to do it is in the summer, dry summer time. Um, it will work, but it will only stick for about three to six years because the water will get underneath it, freeze, and pop that tile. So, yes, you can. Just be aware it's a 
part-time finish, and then you have to go back and resecure these back in. But what kind of tile would you get? Would you put out there? Uh, personally, a porcelain tile that would last a little bit longer. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of a ceramic tile. But there's a product called porcelain, which is a very high-fired, hard material, non-porous, mm-hmm. doesn't soak up the water so badly, uh, so that the tile probably would survive even if it got pulled off of the cement with the freeze-thaw. Okay. Okay, porcelain. Okay. Porcelain. Okay. Is there a certain porcelain, just any porcelain would do? Uh, just they have they have hardnesses there, uh, Joyce. So be aware, a very hard porcelain has a 4.0. And when you get into you know the big flooring stores, sometimes you can't get the hard- hardness. Just say it's look, you're, I want it for an outdoor setting, uh, which would be the same. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you. I've been listening to you for a long time. So oh, thanks, Joyce. Thank you. Uh, Take care. Now. Mm-hmm. Bye. There we go. Home improvement. Uh, Joyce had the f- the radio on in the background. She that was pretty hard because the the phone she's listening to is real time. I'm really talking to her, so we're having conversation, you know, one on one. That phone, that radio in the background is seven seconds ago. So that's you know th- she she had a she could concentrate. Man, I admire Joyce. Way to go! I think you're better than I am. Now, sometimes I have people talking in my ear, and I'm trying to figure out now how many more seconds do I have. So I wear headphones, and I have the boom mic. I look like I'm on a baseball game broadcast, like Joe Buck, or you know. So that's kind of what I wear during the uh, show and uh, so the producer talks to me while I'm talking to you and you know it's like walking and chewing gum sometimes anyway stay tuned for hour two coming up here right after news weather and sports on KMOX.